0: Welcome to Being Mrs. S. Forever Newly Wed, a podcast for the self assured woman. I'll be talking about my life as a married woman. There will be some tea, plenty of shade, my views about world events, and sometimes me. Just playing devil's advocate. So let's get into it. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac serving up betrayals, their episode eight from their season five. And this one was a doozy. it was a ridiculous doozy so I'm gonna play a little excerpt from the show and this is the part where Michael Darby's sitting down with Ashley Darby and they're talking about um all the photos that popped up on the blogs um so yeah
1: With, with all those women, I'm worried what comes out without us discussing it. So I wanted to wait till you were back and talk to you about it. He met a girl at the strip club and he and his guys went to MGM and the girls came. And one of the girls asked, do you want to go to a hotel? They went upstairs into the hotel room, they kissed in the cab, and Michael said, I was so drunk, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, she was laying in bed next to me. Then when Michael gets out of bed to check the time, she snapped a picture of him from behind at the dress room and gave it to a blog. The text that Candace got, same exact. how you have a boyfriend <laughs> and a wife, was there any truth to that? No, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you did not think anything about me. I was so far from your mind in that moment, so far, and so was deep. You weren't even considering either of us. I wasn't considering. <sighs> Hi, baby, Stop. we lost our intimacy. I'm in craving some of that, and I shouldn't. Be. You were craving something, of... right? honestly, I was ready for that. Alright, so, on the one hand, you and I are not a very traditional couple. There's a girl who liked me, and I like the girl, and we would do whatever together. So, that's kind of the way that, you know, we have operated in the past. <laughs> Yeah, I've always, i always done it with you. Right. And what if and I everything. tell you I don't want to do that anymore? I don't want to do that anymore. Ever again. But, but you and I have to be. I'm telling you now. You're know, here, here, and now. The phone's over. You have to tell me now. And this, this would be the time for you to, for us to, peacefully exit. No. It's too much to say. I wouldn't. Get a little three months the- Well, we're not gonna stay together just for Dean if i find that anything else it it will be catastrophic for our relationship can we cut now please?
0: <laughs> okay so you know they didn't waste any time they started the the episode with uh Candace remixing her lovely song for her husband Chris which she has really beautiful voice. I think she should definitely pursue that uh, line of work. But then they went straight into um, Ashley and her husband, Michael. And I I just, this is, it's bananas. Now, obviously this is, they're doing this for reality TV. Um, In my opinion, Ashley is feigning disappointment in michael and and shock and things like that it in my opinion and i could be so way off but i don't think that that and from and from this conversation from what they just said it's very evident that she's very familiar with his behavior and she's she's also i it, it almost seems as if they they have an open marriage and they're both bisexual and they're both very aware of this about each other and this is what they do. I don't know how much of that uh, lifestyle they were thinking. You know, I, I don't know if they gave any thought to how it would appear on TV when everybody's watching it. You know, when no one when no one sees it, when it's just them doing it, there are no judgy eyes. It, it, that's what they enjoy doing. It's cool for both of them you know, when Ashley joined this Real Housewives of Potomac group, she was fiery. She came in just wild, you know, she had tea on people and she didn't have any, any, um, qualms about spilling it. And she would just go off and and run off at the mouth and things like that. And she would do that as if she didn't have anything that she needed to Hide. I mean, she came for all the girls. Like if she had any any just terrible story about them, she would just say it. And I was, and and she would go deep and, and just crass with it. But in the last two seasons, her husband has been showing her opening up their story to to one thing about these girls in the Real Housewives of Potomac, I think they, they actually do share. Everything that's going on with them um almost to their detriment in my opinion, uh well, all of them are, I think a little bit except giselle i i I don't quite get I think she does a lot of hiding of what's going on um or she sugarcoats it to some extent, but anyway, back to to this Ashley and Michael story because their story is like the just the oddest thing the first time we saw them, he was pinching um guy's butts and then the next season he did the same thing and there was a lawsuit against him that ended up getting dropped or whatever and he's up there denying that any of that happened when he was caught on camera and he said things to his fellow castmates that I mean you can't always have alcohol as your excuse for bad behavior if you know that you're likely to behave badly when there's alcohol involved maybe just abstain for a little bit you know drink when you're at home by yourself where there are no cameras or there's no there's no likelihood of you getting into something you're going to regret i mean you're adults for goodness sake so he can't keep using that as an excuse but the thing that's amazing is that when when Ashley was told about this when they were at the lake house she wasn't to me she wasn't shocked or surprised and if there was any there was if there was a little bit of that it was that oh okay so now it's like it's fully out anything all those things about Michael from the past seasons to now she was fully aware of and that's why it wasn't something for her to get so upset about because this is their lifestyle. And again, this is 2020 with all the craziness that's happening in this in this world right now. Your sexual proclivities are the least of anybody's worries. Um what you and your husband decide to do, that's between you and your husband. No one no one cares, really. This is the decision you've chosen to make. This is the way you've chosen to live your lives. If you're saying this is what we do, then nobody, nobody, like at the end of this, uh, at the tail end of the episode when they went for the wine tasting and she's talking about their and and things that they have, the girls are like, okay, you know, it's, it's like, okay, so this is what you do. So don't feign ignorance and don't feign shock and surprise when you find out your husband is in hotel rooms with strippers and things like that. That absolutely makes no sense. And that's a part of this whole thing is a little annoying when they do things like that. When they when they behave that way, it's like you don't know. You have three sons with your husband. You know your husband likes men as well. You're married to a man, so both of you are, are, are pretty much bisexual. You got married. And and these this is the, the lifestyle you have. That's your thing. No one's bothered about it, except when you act as if, no, no, that's not your thing, and, and it's a lie, or you know, that these these stories are untrue. That's when it becomes a problem. So <laughs> I just it's it's amazing, you know. Everybody's out there saying, Oh my god, Michael, how could you do this to her? And things like that. And I'm like, they're doing it to each other, they both this is an agreement they have this is the lifestyle that they have and it looks from the little conversation they have there that Ashley is trying to flip the script now there's a baby involved right now we have a child now you realize you have to be a lot more responsible than you've been before and i can see it and it, no one in my as far as i'm concerned no one's ever too old to change no one is ever too old to, to make better decisions or to change, to say, okay, this is how I used to be before. Well, I don't want to be this way anymore. I want something different. So kudos to Han, and it's fine if she can do that. Accept responsibility for the choices that you've made on that. There's no need lying about Knowing or not knowing, just say, okay, this is what we used to do before. Life is different now. See, they they had to leave the house to have the conversation there in case, you know, voices got loud and things like that, because now they have a child. It's like your irresponsibility or your uh, lifestyle that was very, very risque, you know, risky behavior, so to speak now when when there's a child involved it things change a little bit now you're thinking hmm i don't know if we can continue this lifestyle so much anymore and i think that's what's happening here and i'm I, i'm all for it if that's what she wants to do so that's what's happening here and it's like we it, it, to me michael and ashley they know what kind of relationship they wanted or, or whenever they chose to got to to get into the relationship, they knew what it was they were looking for um, or what they wanted to get out of each other, everything. And I think now as, as the time progresses, and obviously when you interact with other people and you see how other people's lives are and things like that, then maybe you think, maybe I didn't make the right decision. Maybe this isn't where we should be going. Maybe we should be going in this direction instead. Um, But it's, it's very evident, you know, there, there's always only a problem when she gets around the girls, the other girls, when it's, it looks like she's being judged for what Michael is doing and, and, and all of that, you know, there's the pity look or the, the, how can she allow Michael to do this to her and all of that. That's that's when it becomes a problem, but there isn't a real problem. I think they both, Michael and Ashley, understand each other. They understand what they got into. Maybe now she wants to change the the details on the contract, right? Hey, we were free, loose and free, and doing whatever we wanted to do, and it was fine, but now we have a child, and so we can't keep on doing that. We, we have to, you know, rethink the ink on this contract. We need to change it up. No more of this, you know, seeing other people and getting stupidly drunk and doing other things. Let's just focus on us and our child and let's be a truly committed, monogamous, me and you, husband and wife relationship. That is what I think they're doing right now? Um, when I met my husband, I, it's not a secret. I've stated I've it. I met my husband on a dating website. I was very clear about who I was and what I wanted. My husband was very clear about what he wanted or what he didn't want. Um, well, I don't know if it was very clear, but I was, it was outlined. And when we met and we talked about what we're looking for in a relationship and things like that, I was 100% clear. I waited so long to get married. Um, Did I wait because I was trying to see what the world had to offer? I don't think that it was exactly that. It's just the waiting was because the right man hadn't come along. You know, I've met people who, you know, there's this song in Nigeria. Uh, who, 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 what is her name? I think it's Nelly Uchenda. She sang this song and it's like, if you want to marry a husband, make you know, marry a walkabout. <laughs> and I remember this song. He goes, I mean, it was, it's, it's, I won't, I can't ever forget the song. And I was like, there's a lot of truth to it, you know? So when I met my husband, he wasn't a walkout about. <laughs> he just, he was very content with just, you know, being in his own space, being with me, us doing things together. You know, I, I said, who are your friends? Like I've never met your friends. You know, you don't even really talk about your friends, things like that. And <laughs> I don't know if, if it was cuz of me but he rekindled a lot of his friendships before that he has a group of friends and they always used to hang out together and talk about different things you know stuff like that and then he he started doing that um I think that everyone men women whoever it is you should everyone should always have an outlet. Um people they interact with like minds, maybe not even like minds, just people that, that just to get different a uh, difference of opinion or, or different view about different things. But I think we should we all should have friends or different outlets where we can, you know, either express ourselves or hear what other people's views are. Um you know but with regards to my relationship or my marriage to my husband, it was very clear that I'm not a person who likes to uh, see a- other people or do other things like that when we're in our relationship. The reason is that I've been there, done that. Like I've, I've had enough of an experience of, uh, of any experience at all that anyone would be looking to get into. I've experienced what I think, you know, I needed to experience. I've been there. I've done that. I've seen it. And, you know, bought the (laughs) t-shirt. So now it's, it's, now it's time for me to focus, settle down on my family life, have my child, you know, have my children do all that, whatever God allows me to have. That's what I want to do. And Hey man, Are you interested in doing that with me? Is this what you want out of life? Because if you want to run around and see other people and do other things and have crazy sex life or whatever with others, that's not what I want. You know, leave me out of that. You do you. But if you're looking for a commitment, if it has to be with me, you know, if you want it to be with me, then let's sign me up. Let's do this and let it be us together forever. And that's how I look at it. Now, that doesn't mean that a couple who decides (laughs) they want to have entanglements with outside parties and things like that, there's anything wrong with that. It's just not my scene, okay? It's not my scene. That's what they want to do. Do it, own it, and that's your life. Don't act like, oh my God, it's a shock, What? You saw him in his, in his panties in, in a, in a, in a, in a hotel room. Who? <laughs> no, you, you cannot be shocked. You know, you sat around at a dinner table. You're like, yes, they went to MGM. They had some, blah, blah, blah. Michael said, take this baby with you to the lake house. <laughs> I'm going out, I'm going to get out, I'm going to have a lot of fun, I'm going to do me. In this little clip here, he's trying to make it seem as if the only time he got involved with other women was when he was doing it with Ashley. Well, maybe that's because when he wasn't with Ashley, he was with men. I don't know. That's, the, but th- that's what they're kind of showing us when we watch these episodes, you know? So... I don't know. And uh, and then now in the news, it's because they, they make this, they do these tapings almost a year before it airs or something. So they've a lot of things have happened since then. Some of these fights they have with each other, they've made up, you know, the the cast members and things like that. But now Ashley's apparently pregnant with their second child. You know? After all the scandal, if it was if, if it was really a problem for her, after all the different scandal that the sky has has, you know, put her through. And then now with, with video evidence and, 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 uh, and, uh, uh, pictures, photos or whatever, you're going to have a second child with him who is a problem. No, you're not. Um, unless you know that this is something that he's used to, this is something that you're used to. This is something that both of you are fine with. And that's why you, you carry on with your life like that. My two cents. I don't know. I could be wrong. It could be something other than that, but whatever. Um, so who else was on here? Karen was obviously her her usual shady self. I love her. She's so fun. Um, Giselle got some literary award or whatever. And then she planned a little, uh, wine tasting for the, for the group. Monique was talking about her podcast um and uh talking about how Candice was unprofessional because she dropped out of doing the podcast with her and um well, that's okay because the the show was about when the honeymoon uh is over and they haven't even been on a on a honeymoon. My husband and I haven't been on our honeymoon. We got married um, I was working. In Denver, I relocated to to Dallas. Um, while we were planning our wedding, that was in Atlanta. <laughs> um, we went to Atlanta for the wedding and went right back to work. You know, I'm an independent consultant, so I went right back to work. You know, if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid. And I went right back to work, and he went right back to work. Uh, part of it was because we couldn't decide on our destination. And, uh, one thing I love is travel. One thing I love is the hotels and I don't mind sparing spending as much as I can just to have the best possible time. So we couldn't agree on, uh, we couldn't agree on a, um, location, a destination. We, and, um, we couldn't agree on how much we wanted to spend on the um, on the honeymoon. So we and, and then also I wasn't even quite my the 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 weight I wanted to be for my wedding, and I definitely wasn't th- that afterwards. Like I, I went through a whole stress eating phase, and there were just so many other things that were more important th- at the time. And I, and to me, I'm like, this is cool. Cause then we're, we're still in the honeymoon phase until we actually have the honeymoon. That's my consolation prize. (laughs) So we, you know, we went straight into buying a house right after that moved into the house. There were so many stressful things that, um, happened in between getting engaged and, and, um, having the wedding and, and all that. There's just so much. So people getting married and right away going off on the honeymoon, that's perfect. That's, that's wonderful. You know, the honeymoon is where you, you consummate your, your, your marriage, possibly get pregnant right there. Next thing you know, nine months later, baby comes out. It's that that's a perfect life. That would be wonderful, but not everybody has that life. No, not everybody has that, um, are blessed with the ability to do that. And there's some people who don't even want that. I don't know who doesn't, <laughs> but you know, one never knows. But Monique has a tendency to come for Candace. Um, so that leads us to when they got together for the wine tasting that Giselle put together, and um uh, Candace started off by saying, well, you know, but you were asleep, you know. So apparently at the lake house, when they're all leaving, everybody got to say bye to Monique. Monique got to say bye to everybody. But when Candice was leaving, uh, all of a sudden she was asleep. (laughs) And, you know, some people are able to fall asleep that quickly, because uh, you know, they had a long trying day or or weekend, birthday weekend was all fun and she was busy being the, the good host and and um got really, really tired and then she fell asleep. There's a possibility that, that happened. Likelihood of that happening, very, very slim, you know. And even if she she if she did fall asleep, she could have woken up just to say bye to Candace if in fact she cared to say bye to Candace. And I I strongly I'm a really strong supporter in don't hang around people who don't want to hang around you. Don't be friends with people who have no respect for you, who have no regards for you or your time or anything like that. I mean, it's just I 100% believe in that. So she's inviting Candace over to do a podcast on a regular basis. She's putting this girl down. She's getting arguments with her over what? She invited somebody to her party that supposedly spreading rumors about her having an affair or whatever. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to talk to her. You can be on the other side of the room while she's on the other side of the room. So one's friendship doesn't, you know, I mean, I don't even know how how close are you. You, try, you said you wanted to drag her in another season. So, I mean, I don't understand why that's a thing. And you haven't you haven't seen it necessary to sit down together and, and and squash whatever beef you guys have. Instead, you keep acting as if it's no big deal or taping with someone because you have... I don't know what is it because you have to tape with them or what have you. And if you have to tape with them and you know you're going into a situation that could be very strained, why can't you somehow without the cameras there, or even with the cameras there, like she did with, with like Candace did with Ashley, call her to the side, have a conversation and say, look, this is what you did that I didn't appreciate. You invited this girl to your event. You know, she's spreading rumors about me. You didn't even give me the heads up that she was going to be there. Um, and then Candace can, be, can tell you why she did what she did. If it was, if it was shady, for real, for real, or if it was, I don't even think it was that big a deal. Um, but no, you you don't address the issue. You keep picking on this girl and making her feel very little. You, you bully her. Then you mom shame her. That is mom shaming, by the way, Monique, if you don't get it. Telling a woman, oh, you don't know because you don't have children. That's the biggest, thing. in fact, on if you're going to put a scale of mom shaming, that would be the number one on there. Okay. And they say, hey, how is it mom shaming when you're not a mom? It is true mom shaming. You know, when the whole world believes that a woman's position in this world is to keep a baby in her womb for nine months and birth that, that baby. Um, and then one chooses not to She's looked down on, and I don't know that Candace is choosing not to. So I think she's she's weighing her options, trying to see if she's if she's a good if she can be an example of a good mother, if she can deal with that. I mean, people do things based on their experiences. So, hey, uh, Monique, you have had several children, or whatever, and you're in in the in, you have the ability to have as many children as you can that doesn't give you the right to put someone down because that person doesn't have a child. And just because someone doesn't have a child doesn't mean they don't know how to interact with children uh, or, or understand what having children means. That was the highest level of mom shaming. Go think about it. So they're getting into it. So why be around someone or why go on somebody's show when that person clearly has no respect for you, has no regard for you? So I'm all for it. I'm all for her not wanting to do the podcast, but that scene ended up, or oh, from what it, it the it, all indications looks like, they ended up uh, fighting. You know, so oh, you're going to drag me. And I guess Monique actually went ahead and, and did some dragging. Oh yeah. It, it escalated pretty quickly. Another scene in the show was um, Robin meeting up with her parents to talk about her relationship with Juan and looking to buy a house, looking into getting married before buying the house. They talked about it's possible that they may need to go talk to someone about their relationship and things like that before um, embarking on a marriage and possibly buying a house. So yeah, so Robin was talking with her um parents about um Juan and all that. Uh, her mother seemed you know it was about time her daughter and her and and Juan talked about getting remarried and the dad was like I don't know about that. As dads don't want to do. <laughs> so uh and then Wendy my Niger sister on the show, <laughs> hey, Naija no, they carry last. She was uh talking with her husband about her career choices or options or, or things that she was looking to do and and how she doesn't want to let her mother down or you know, or her parents down. I think had had her, her dad's disease, but her mother down on uh about um her choices. You know, because of course, in the, in the Nigerian family, you they want you to get as many accolades as possible. How many degrees does this, 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 and it looks for the most part that she's done as what's what's been expected of her. But now she's thinking, what, where can I go next? What else is out there for me? And that's pretty much what um, Wendy's uh, Wendy was doing. Mm, so I think that's that's pretty much the 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 long and short of that episode. It was mainly the build up to this whole Michael thing and and how Ashley was was deciding to deal with it. Um, and she was Ashley's confessed. Yes, I remember. I know. I I tend to talk about all you ladies, but which I'm so happy she acknowledged. I think this baby has has given given, um, Ashley a lot of growth and she's, she's noticing things more. She's, I mean, she, there's still a little bit of that crazy, ridiculous Ashley there, but I think there's a lot of growth in all, all the women actually, um, this season, cause they all stood there and they're all rallying for her and trying to support her. They're broaching the topic in a more mature and sensitive way, as opposed to just out, even though, uh, Robin did admit that she she was she tried to forward that message to somebody else, even though the she ended up sending it to Ashley, and then she recovered, you know, like a champ. But um, so they're all still very messy, obviously, but they're they're handling their 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 um differences in a, a little bit of a more mature way except for this fight though so i, I hopefully i i think next next episode we're going to see what what went down but ashley is realizing I, I i think that maybe she watches this, she goes back and she watches what she looks like on the show the, you know dean that this her baby is getting her more centered and uh, more introspective and I think she's trying to make some changes. But at the end of the day, you know, people decide what they want out of their lives. Uh, Whether it's a married couple, whether it's someone who's single, whatever it is you decide to do, it's your decision. I think own your decision on who you want to be. And when I say own it, I mean you've made a decision. Owning it means if somebody else out there saw what you were doing and they had a problem with what you're doing, you can feel strong and resolute in your own truth, in your own being, in your decisions and say, okay, that's your problem and not mine. And and that's what I mean by owning it. You can't say, this is the life I want to lead. This is how I want to be. And then when somebody judges you on it or has a question about it, then you act like, well, no, 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 no. You've made a decision and this is where you are. And you stick to it and own, take responsibility for, for decisions that you make. But that's how I see it. We'll circle back. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please click on the support button.